Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle. And I'm Eric, a.k.a. the Chimerican. And to- wait, no, today is not part of 60 Days of Halloween. It's not. It's no. weird, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know how to start things anymore. It's 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 nice to be back, though. It is. It, it didn't last very long. It did. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh my god, we're so exhausted. We're going to be gone for like a month or a week. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were both like, you know, it feels weird not having- a podcast, have, having a movie to watch, having a podcast to do. We didn't even make it 10 days before saying, you know what, we should probably get back into this. Yeah. Because uh, t- today's only the 8th. We, yeah. We at best made it 9 days. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because we didn't do Halloween. Yeah. Because so. we were too busy Halloweening. Halloweening. Yep. Yes. We were doing all the Halloweening yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we ever get good intros on this podcast? <laughs> Because we because don't them. Where's the fun of that, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we're we're back from our post sixty days of Halloween coverage and just getting back into uh, you know other things. It it feels weird not having that driving force of sixty days of Halloween. I know it really it's, does. It's, it's a little bit more free form, kind of, or just like it's not. We're doing a film review, but it's not really attached to anything, any kind of overarching, overarching, I'm totally losing my mind right now. Anyway, <laughs> any kind of overarching theme. Well, you know, it, it's still kind of. It's like a kind of a jumping off, a transition from 60 Days of Halloween to Christmas. What? What? Which, uh, yeah, we will totally get into that because this movie is like the perfect movie to, uh, to transition. It's such a brilliant it's brilliant both from like a story point of view and also from a marketing point of view because it's like this movie is perfect for Halloween and Christmas. <laughs> it's like, this movie is just almost perfect. It's not like, entirely. It's like whenever you uh, whenever you see all of the Halloween decorations coming down and then all the Christmas stuff going up, you could just leave this. You can just leave all of these things sitting on the shelf. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and th- tonight we're going to be talking about Nightmare Before Christmas. In case that wasn't clear. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty clear. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that in a second, though. Uh, but yeah, since we're out of the 60 Days of Halloween, we don't have that same overarching structure of um, five movies, palette cleanser, and then analysis. So now it's just back to talking about whatever the hell we want. Um, yeah, it's kind of awesome in a way. Yeah. And then, like, it's still going to be movie-centric. You know, we're still going to be doing reviews. Hopefully, we'll put out a weekly review. I hope. I, I'm I'm going to try my best, but I'm not going to guarantee it because, you know, sometimes things happen, especially like between Christmas and New Year's might not be anything coming out that week. Um, but we're going to try to put out at least a weekly <laughs> review episode. And th- those will be a little bit shorter. Um, there will be times that we do analysis episodes where we like, you know, watch a movie or two and go into a, that deeper analysis, like really talking about why we loved it and, you know, how it represents whatever that deeper meaning is. And then there might be other episodes where it's just us talking about movies. Um, So like one of the episodes that we have coming up in a few weeks is just like talking about Christmas traditions. So we're not going to watch all of the movies. It's just these are things that we typically watch for Christmas time. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is going to be fun. Like I like as much as I love 60 Days of Halloween, it's nice to kind of be free of of like that larger scale, like trying to tie everything into one thing so that way we can really just do whatever kind of episodes we want to do and make them a little bit more do something different at least yeah 
Yeah, I mean, most of them are still going to be very movie-centric. There might be the occasional episode, which isn't a movie. Uh, like, coming up here in a few weeks, we're going to have an episode with J.R. Mounts on his new um, his new graphic novel coming out, which I'm so excited about. Oh, my God, it's so good. Um, so, like, you know, that's not a movie, but it's still kind of geek and fun and it's pop where, culture. It's where geekery abounds. Exactly. So <laughs> it can be any kind of geeky, geeky thing. It just so happens that the primary thing that we're going to do is talk about movies. Because movies are awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, tonight, tonight's just a review episode, um, which I that sounded, like, sad. It's T- just a review episode. Tonight's Jeez. a stupid episode. Why are we even doing this? We've got to warm back up to the podcast after being gone for, you know, like a grand total of nine days. <laughs> so long. And during those nine days, apparently Eric was promoted to uh, lead of the podcast by the Lunch Ladies. Uh, yeah, so was. Yeah, it's now the Chimerican podcast. So <laughs> thank you, Lunch Ladies. It's, uh, it's an honor, really. Not cool. <laughs> Not cool. See, the whole point of me being on the podcast was just to coast off of your success anyway. So, like, the fact that it's already happening is just, it's so fantastic. The, the Chimerican is going to eat the gargoyle and then, like, just it'll absorb it and one of the heads will be a gargoyle, a gargoyle head. head. Yeah, exactly. This is terrible. This is a terrible, terrible <laughs> episode. Why are you even listening? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm, I, I actually love the fact that the Lunch Ladies tweeted the Chimerican podcast because, like, they... Like they keep mentioning us, and they're cool. yeah. listening to it, and that's awesome because Lunch Ladies was a lot of fun. It really and it's is. on Amazon Prime. It is, yeah. They, I think it just came out <clears throat> recent, like this past month. Every, everyone should go watch it. Yeah, you really should. It's it's pretty short too, but it's just it's so much fun. Yeah, you, you get to see someone kill a cheerleader. Wow. Okay. Why don't you just <laughs> spoil it? <clears throat> Do what now? Just spoiling everything. I am spoiling nothing. Except for this episode. <laughs> so yeah, tonight we're doing a review of Nightmare, The Nightmare Before Christmas. I always forget the the. It's the always the. just Nightmare Before Christmas or A Nightmare. I always, I always think it's the. I always say the. Well, no, I think I just say Nightmare. Yeah. Articles are stupid. <laughs> Articles are necessary. Tonight, That's the only reason we use them. They're necessary, <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> we drop them whenever we can. That's why, that's why you categorize this under the ends rather than the t's no this is still a tease hey oh what best episode ever (laughs) this is why i don't have listeners so we're doing a review of the nightmare before christmas articles are important and doing the same thing that we've done on uh, on all the other reviews where we talk about prior information, technical components, emotional aspect, rewatchability, and who we recommend it for. So with that, um, what you got for prior information for, so, the, for The Nightmare Before Christmas? So I've seen this movie probably like five or six times. I actually did not. That's it? Yeah, I know. That's, 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 I, I, have to, I knew I had, wow. to, I had to say this. Well, see, here's what's interesting for me about this. I never watched this movie as a kid. Like my memory of a night of I'm the a nightmare on <laughs> the nightmare before Christmas as a kid was I had a VHS tape a Disney VHS I don't remember which movie it was but it played the uh, preview or the trailer for the nightmare before Christmas <laughs> uh, on it and um, I remember there was the part they they always played it like at the tail end of the preview where it shows the one kid opening up the gift with the shrunken head and the, uh-huh. and the parents are like what did Santa bring you this year, Timmy, or whatever? And then he just turns around and the, with the head, and the parents start screaming. And I remember being freaked the f*** out as a kid whenever that happened. I'm like, nope, not watching that movie. 
But Definitely that's one not. of the best parts. It is now, but as a kid, <laughs> it terrified me. That shrunken head freaked me out, which is weird because I'm pretty sure I watched Beetlejuice around the same time that I was terrified of that um, preview. But anyway. Well, and I love that it is very obviously the same shrunken head. It is. Yeah, I know. It really is. It's funny. And then there's even like a little, one of the gifts looks like a little Beetlejuice. And then they have like the little worm from Beetlejuice. <laughs> and they have the rubber ducky from Batman Returns. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. T- Tim Burton's fun. It is. He is. Um, and then You've only seen it about five or six times. Yeah, it's really not been a whole lot. Um, I as an I don't as know a how I feel about that. Young adult, I kind of resisted this movie because it was so ubiquitous among like the hot topic crowd. Sure, like that it kind of ruined it for me. I was like, this is just like so many people talk about how it's the greatest movie ever made and how they love this Tim Burton movie that is not directed by Tim Burton. <laughs> That's another prior information thing is that I can't tell you how many times I've had to correct people and say, well, yeah, it is technically Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. That is literally the title on the title screen, but he didn't actually direct it. Yeah. It's like Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Exactly. Dr. Yeah. Seuss did not direct the cartoon narrated by Boris Karloff. Yeah. It's interesting that so many people think that Tim Burton directed it. And I mean, it's an understandable mistake. I mean, because it really feels like a Tim Burton movie. It has that kind of German expression, expressionism style that he was very fond of in his early career. Um, it's definitely, they definitely tried to make it look like a Burton film. Henry Selleck did. Um, well, and it is based off of a poem that he wrote and he was one of the producers. So mm-hmm. like, there's definitely the Tim Burton aesthetic driving it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I just like to, it's yeah. funny to see all these people who talked about how, yeah, a nightmare before Christmas. It's, I did it again. It's the <laughs> best thing ever. Best movie of all time. I love Tim Burton. I love everything Tim Burton's ever done. And it's like, well, he didn't really direct it. <laughs> They're like, yes, he did. Which, which might be why this is one of the best Tim Burton movies. Yeah, it might be. That's, I... I <laughs> I enjoy Tim Burton. I There's, love early Tim Burton stuff, but I've yeah. really soured on him based on his more recent output. Well, it... <sighs> It's the same way that I feel about a lot of directors that have in like a style and aesthetic that I love that they never change. You know, it's like, man, I I love his early stuff because it's just creepy and weird, but like so good and it's a little bit off. And then just he kept doing it and doing it. And like his movies started turning into almost a caricature of him. Yeah, like at first whenever he was doing it it was like inventive and creative and he was really like it felt like he was just it felt like his unrestrained creativity like being thrown on the screen and now Tim Burton is more of a brand. Yeah. So but, it's like, oh, that looks like a Tim Burton movie. It doesn't It's like Tim Burton has become derivative of Tim Burton. Exactly. No, that's exactly what it is. It 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 feels more like like he's very much into like he very much has his own style. Um, but in his early movies, like there is more to it than just style, but now it just feels like he, like you said, like he's just aping his own work in a way, but there's not really as much, it doesn't feel like there's anything behind it. He's yeah. just trying to make a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. That makes sense. And and that makes me sad. Like it, yeah. it totally makes sense because yeah, that is exactly how I feel where it's just like, I, I love Tim Burton. He's not making kinda. a movie that he wants to make. He's trying to make another Tim Burton movie. Yeah. To appease all the hot topic fans. <laughs> um, yeah. So my prior information is a little bit different. What? Um, okay. So even though we've done 60 episodes or more of uh, talking about prior information, 
what like we only talked about this once or twice what impact did the prior information have going into viewing this film because that was the entire reason of including it yeah no was like true. what impact does that have on how you view the I movie i think that for me um like i have every time i watch the nightmare before christmas um i end up liking it more than i expect um even from the first viewing like when i first watched it i'm like yeah it's pretty good but i didn't love it and then every time i watch it like i love it just a little bit more and also i feel this way pretty much about any early tim burton movie like anytime i go to watch it i'm like okay yeah sure let's let's watch this movie and then i'm always like oh yeah he used to be a fantastic director <laughs> like these movies are really fucking good right so with some of that early just like ugh, i don't want to watch it ugh. like now every time that you're watching it kind of like you have to overcome that a little bit a little bit yeah so even with this one, which we of course we know it's not a Tim Burton movie, but <laughs> well, I still have that kind of resistance where I'm always like, yeah, I mean, I like a, the Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's not like I don't love it as much as most other people do. But then I watch it and I'm like, oh, you know what? I actually really do love this movie. Yeah. So so I have similar but also very different experiences with the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I don't remember the first time that I saw it, but I remember the first time I saw it thinking this is weird and creepy and it's Christmassy, but not like it's still Halloween and I I kind of love it. Like I loved how dark it was. So Mm. like the kid holding up the head, it's just like, okay, that's awesome. I got to see it. It is like it really is. And it's one of the first, I think this is the first PG animated movie that Disney released, although they didn't release it as a Disney movie. They released it under Touchstone because that was when they were getting all that stuff done. But but yeah, there are some things in this movie. <laughs> but but now are, it is very much Disney. Yeah, very much Disney. <laughs> because everything is Disney. Um, yeah, like it, it gets super dark and and I love it. Um, so the first time that I saw it, I was very much like, man, this movie is the best. It is awesome. And then Hot Topic. Damn you, Hot Topic. It's sad. I hate that I'm this way, but I'm I'm easily burnt out on things. Like with zombies, we talked about that in, during right. the six days of Halloween, like how I just got so burnt out on zombies. And that's exactly how I am when it comes to night, The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> I am never going to get this right anymore now that I made fun yeah, of you now, for it. Now you're thinking about it too hard. So yeah, like when it started becoming like really popular and it was all like the pseudo emo goth kids, but like also not were way into it. Yeah. Like the Nightmare Before Christmas started turning into the thing where if I saw someone wearing a Jack Skellington shirt, I was like, oh, one of you people. <laughs> yeah. While simultaneously thinking, I need to go home and watch the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> so like it was very, I, I don't want to say hypocritical, but it was very hypocritical. A little bit. And that's yeah. how I feel about myself too now because it's like, you know, it really is pretty awesome. But like it, it was just one of those things where I don't know why it became so popular but it's almost like the people who like turned it into a thing were just like oh there's a shirt with a skull on it i should buy that and it was almost like they were going more for just the aesthetic rather than the um rather than just the sheer talent that went into this movie yeah like every time that i watch it, i'm like this movie is amazing the weakest song is still a great song and like it reminds me <clears throat> there's at least one song that reminds me of uh, the phantom of the opera just uh, not only with musical cues but also in tone and it's just it is such a great movie and i feel like too many people didn't appreciate the quality of the movie it was just kind of like, just like oh jack and sally it. love story oh yeah. yay 
Or listening to Blink-182. <laughs> yeah, or, or Fallout Boy, or just like... Oh, I just meant because they have... Blink-182 has that song, I Miss You, where he's like... he They talk about Jack... They reference Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about just like... Just emo stuff in general. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, like I, I've always had a love-hate relationship with the fans because I've always loved the movie, but I get burnt out thinking about being someone who loves the movie. But I also have a Jack Skellington mug that mm. I love, and it is one of my favorites, in part because it's an enormous mug. <laughs> so it holds like all the coffee. <laughs> Well, they always like at, they always every year around Halloween at Walgreens and stuff. They always have like a huge the Nightmare Before Christmas like section of merchandise and stuff. And I'm always like, man, I want to buy all this stuff. And I'm like, oh man, but then I'll be one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it, so yeah, it's super hypocritical of me, but I st- and it's funny too because I don't feel like even like now it's not really nearly as popular as it was like in the early 2000s or so when people actually shopped at Hot Topic. Yeah, um, well, and people still do. I mean, I guess people do. I'm not in high school anymore, so I don't see it that much. But, um, but yeah, I don't feel like it's nearly as popular as it used to be, or at least like I don't see nearly as many people with that kind of aesthetic. Um, so I don't know why I still hold on to that, or why I even let it affect how I like the movie. But but it does. But and, it does, yeah. and that's why we include it in prior information. Um, yeah. So like I. I get it. And like, we're really not trying to sound like we hate people who like the nightmare before Christmas at all. No, you do you like, if that's what you, if that's what you want, then rock it. I mean, seriously, don't let us in our, like (laughs) get off my lawn rants, discourage you from doing that. Like, that's perfectly fine. That's just us being like curmudgeonly. Yeah. Curmudgeonly cantankerous old men. Yeah. So all of that being said, snobbish, I do freaking love The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I'll, I'll get into how rewatchable it is later, but I've watched it three times in the last two weeks. Dang. Now, not like consistently, or not, I've not completely rewatched it. So, uh, like one of them was during the uh, the Oktoberfest that we had at work, where I had it playing on VHS because oh, of yeah. course I did. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I was like mostly watching it, but not really because trying to get other people interested in the film club, but it was there. And then I watched it uh, getting ready for the episode. And then I rewatched it because the last time that I watched it, I wasn't paying enough attention because, you know, baby. Um, so like I, I rewatched it, like paying even more attention, taking notes. So it's like, I, even though I've not watched it start to finish with my full attention, I have rewatched it three times in the last couple of weeks. So, so yeah, I, I love this movie. You watch it every year too, right? I, yes, I watch it literally every year because it is my transition from Halloween to Christmas because it is not a Halloween movie. Even though you start out with this is Halloween, it's at the end of Halloween. Like they're not singing that because they're about to go out and start Halloween is ending and they're getting ready for next year's Halloween. Yeah. Halloween is over. (laughs) <laughs> and they're coming back like the song really should be this was Halloween yeah. <laughs> because they're marching back into town. It's like, all right. Yeah. Another great Halloween time to get ready for next year. Yep. Uh, and, and then it just leads up to Christmas. So it is a Christmas movie with just a very, very heavy Halloween feel because it takes place almost entirely in Halloween town. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie with a Halloween aesthetic. Yeah. So it is my transition movie from Halloween to Christmas. And, this year I didn't because I've just been too busy, but typically 
I watch it on November 1st as I'm taking down Halloween decorations and putting up Christmas decorations. Mm. Because Christmas begins November 1st. Yes, it, it does. does. Christmas begins. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Christmas season begins November 1st. Christmas season begins as soon as you call it a night on Halloween. Yep. So, like, once you're done trick-or-treating, the kids are in bed, and you're just like, all right, time to just finally get some rest. You take off your costumes. Christmas season has officially begun. Start stealing candy from your kids' Halloween bags to put back in their stockings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. Uh, <laughs> Go get all that, uh, uh, like, 70% off clearance Halloween candy that you yeah. can repurpose. Exactly. It's like, that's not a ghost. It's the ghost of Christmas past. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally what it is. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Christmas starts for me as soon as Halloween is over. And anyone who's like, man, Christmas doesn't start until December. We spent two months talking about Halloween. So we're justified in spending two months talking about Christmas. No, Walmart. and I mean, seriously, that's how, like, <clears throat> even, like, Walmart puts out their giant Christmas trees on November 1st. Like, th- I know that that's <laughs> deferring to, like, the marketing behind Christmas is probably not the best way to justify, like, that you that Christmas begins on November 1st. But, I mean, still, like, Christmas season, like, that's when you start seeing lights, and that's when, like, like I'm ready for Christmas at that yeah. point. Well, and I love that and we're still in the... just people love things. Gosh. I love that we're still in the prior information. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've not even gotten into the movie <laughs> proper. Um, but yeah, like for me, and, and I, part of the reason that we're harping so long on these things is uh, who out there hasn't seen Nightmare Before Christmas? I mean, it's so, you've seen it, you know, you love it. Just let us talk us. <laughs> um, like I, I love Halloween. I love the buildup because typically Halloween is you have one night, maybe a few nights before with different Halloween parties, but yeah. like there's not enough buildup with Christmas. You get a little bit more, mm-hmm. but it's still like at a certain age, Christmas stops seeming like it's lasting forever and you get old and it's like, where did Christmas go? Yeah. Why is Christmas over already? And I'm still such a little kid at heart that I need a longer Christmas. Like I need that anticipation. I need the just like Christmas is just around the corner. I can't wait. No. But, yeah. I'm right there with you. But it's too hot in Tennessee. So you don't get the feeling of Christmas from the temperature. And I, yeah. So like I, I need the two month buildup. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm I I totally think that with pretty much any holiday, two you get a two month window. Have at it. Except for Valentine's Day. It's a stupid holiday. Sure. It is. I guess so. I mean <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, technically you don't get a two month window with Valentine's Day because then it would encroach on Christmas's, you know, jurisdiction in the uh in the December window there, so you could ha- you could do January, I'm sure. Eh, no, <laughs> no, for, <laughs> no. Forget so, Valentine's he, Day. Here are the holidays where you get two month buildup. Uh, Valentine's Day is not one of the holidays in the trees, by the way. It's on, uh, in this movie, like it, in the little area with the trees. Valentine's Day isn't one of the holidays, is it? It's one of the ones in the um, animation of the poem, but I don't remember if it's one of the ones. I, I think it is. Maybe. I don't, I don't think know. that, like, when you look at all the trees, I don't think that Thought Valentine's Day is one of them. I could be wrong. I don't know. You All right, so here, it, <laughs> we have so not even started talking about the movie. You get two months for St. Patrick's Day. So you have basically after New Year's leading up to St. Patty's Day. Just you, drink yourself to death. Yep. You have uh, nothing in April or May or June. Is there? 
like Easter? little ones. Eh, you don't get two months for Easter. Why not? Because it's a, it's we can celebrate Jesus <laughs> for two months. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or excuse me, I think I was just about to be struck <laughs> down. Or you know, celebrate the two month pagan fertility festival that sure. was appropriated. <laughs> the worst podcast <laughs> this is the best podcast you know we should probably start talking about the movie all right all right the the nightmare before christmas see this this is why i gave that preamble at the beginning of we're gonna talk about other things yeah, we're gonna ramble sometimes people for sure just get used to it yep what would you think of the nightmare before so, christmas from a technical standpoint technically the thing that stuck out to me the most this time when i was watching it is how like i've watched a lot of musicals lately just Disney musicals with my kids and the nightmare before Christmas is the only one where I think every song rocks. Every single song in this movie is an absolute winner. Like it is, I think almost, I think pound for pound, this is the best in terms of music. Like, first of all, the music is not just good. Like these are classic songs. Like these are songs that get played on the radio, Yeah, which is really unusual for musicals. Like you don't really hear this kind of stuff on the radio typically, unless it's like let it go from frozen or something. <laughs> um, but no, like the music in this movie is so fantastic. Just about farting. The only one that I don't, that I'm a little on is a uh, Oogie Boogie song. Oh, <gasps> I love it, but what? I, well, I think the reason why is I remember like when it was coming on this time, I was like, "Oh man, Oogie Boogie song! This is my favorite song." And then I listened to it, and I'm like, "Oh, why did I think this is my favorite song? Because there are better songs on there. There are way better songs. Oogie Boogie is amazing. Hmm. The no, the he weakest. He, we're gonna get to that in a minute. About as much as I love this movie, the more that I watch it, the more that I see problems with it. There are some problems. Are Most of the problems. problems are narrative, I think, or just in yeah. terms of character development, some of the characters. Um, but the, the Oogie Boogie song is a wonderful song. The weakest one to me is um, the one that Sally sings. And oh, I like the I like those, I, I like those a lot more this time. I think that I'm I'm biased again because I remember not liking those songs before, and this time when I listened to them, I was like, you know, these are kind of sweet. I I like it. I just feel like it's the weakest song. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know if it's just because it's shorter or... I think that... If the rest of them, like, they have so much going on. Like, they have, uh, even with Jack's Lament, like, there's there's so much just kind of orchestral and, like, I, you know, music things. I don't yeah. know how to talk about stuff. There, There's a lot more going into the other songs. And with Sally's song, I don't know the actual name of it. It just feels so minimal. And there's nothing wrong with having minimalistic music. It's just, okay, the one song that is sung by a woman gets the least amount of like fanfare to go with it. I feel like it's appropriate and, though, given her storyline. I and guess. Like, I, that was another thing too. Like Sally is one is maybe my favorite character this time. Like I never really, Sally never registered for me before, but this time when I was watching it, I was like, man, I really relate to her the most in a way. I still kind of relate to Jack, even though he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> he's totally a jerk. But like the thing with Jack, the the thing I related to him most this time is he was like, I'm so sick of scaring people. Like I'm so tired of Halloween. And I was like, I was kind of like, I'm not tired of horror movies, but I just went through 60 days <laughs> of horror. Like I'm ready for the warm fuzzies associated with Christmas. Sure. So I totally get where Jack is coming from. So I like, I get it, but it's not about being sick of Halloween. It's... <sighs> It's, it's about, about being, being stuck in a rut. Exactly. 
you know, want to do something different. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I love so much, and I guess this is still on the technical side. I don't know. It's, some of these areas are going to kind of blend into each other. I love the fact that this movie like really highlights Halloween is supposed to be fun. It's yeah, you get scared, but like it's not about being evil. It's not about being terrible. Like even in the This Is Halloween song, you have what's um oh I <sighs> crap. See, this is what happens when I start talking when I think that I remember <laughs> things. Uh life's no fun without a good scare. That's our job, but we're not mean in this town of Halloween. Mm. So like yeah, it's not talking about, oh, we're evil and we're going to eat your souls and send you to hell because Halloween. Just like, <laughs> no, you, you get spooked a little because it's fun. Like spooking people can be kind of fun. And we're not bad people. We just like some of the darker stuff. And yeah. I, I love the fact that that's the song that sets the tone for the entire movie. And they're like being good people and they care about each other. Yeah, they're and just having fun and enjoying life. And it's how we should all be. Exactly. So it's not like they're trying to do things to scare people because they want to inflict terror. It's just, it's it's Halloween. Some of the fun. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, going to jump off that a little bit. I love all of the supporting characters in this movie. All of them. Every single one. They're so great. Like yeah. even, even though some of them aren't like super well sketched out or whatever, they just have such great design to them and they just all seem like so much fun. Like, Okay, I have a question. So, which character, which peripheral Nightmare Before Christmas character is your favorite? All right. I have a feeling <clears throat> I know what your answer is going to be. Who who do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be the uh, the little gill man guy that lives in the fountain. Uh, that is a gill lady? Oh, yeah. No, that's right. It's a gill maid. <laughs> that's right, because it has a fishtail. I didn't even notice that at first until later in the movie. I'm like, oh, it's like a mermaid. There, there are so many peripheral characters, and by that you're not talking about Jack, the mayor, Sally, yeah, the scientist, no. None doctor, of the... person, Oogie, Lock, Shock and Barrel, Lock, Shock and Barrel, yeah, Santa. Uh, so none of them, none of the zero people, none of the people who are essential to the plot. Just any, just like the guys who are like hanging out in the background that just populate this world. So I think that one of my favorites, <laughs> I don't know if I would say the favorite, but definitely one of them is the little devil because during this is <laughs> yeah. Halloween when like the gates open up and they're marching in like he does this little dance number uh-huh. where he's just kind of like dancing around and then like cocks his head back it's like you know <laughs> he's just having so much fun it's just like that that is like the most adorable little devil it's so cute I love <laughs> I love really the uh, I love the tree with the skeletons hanging from it because it's literally it's not a tree like it's just a person that lives in this town like it's in the auditorium whenever Jack's announcing <laughs> like and the skeletons are alive too and they just hang off this tree like I find that funny they, and then I love they're the, just hanging around I love the little pseudo Greek chorus of vampires they're so awesome they crack me <laughs> up <laughs> There's just so many good characters. Yeah, they're all great. There's so yeah, there's so much fun. And beautifully animated. Oh, like God. I every time I watch a stop motion movie, I'm always like how <clears throat> does anybody have the patience for this? Uh-huh. I mean, just thinking about like I understand like with any kind of animation, you either have to draw a picture I guess not really necessarily now, but back in back when like classic Disney animated films, you're either drawing a picture for every frame 
or your in the case of Nightmare Before Christmas, your moving figures. Yeah. And it just blows my mind that there are people who have the patience to do that because it seems like the most tedious thing in the world. And to make it look this good, like, you, I feel like... You it, do know it's more than one person, right? Well, I mean, yeah. It's like, like a team know, of like 120 animators. Yeah. It's as still, at the same time, even with that many people, like, it took them three years to make this 80-minute movie. Yeah. Like, that is just... That is dedication, and it it's beautiful, and I mean, it. <clears throat> if you compare it to something like the the Leica films that have, they're kind of like the main stop motion production company now, it looks a little primitive in comparison just because of all the, I mean, I'm sure with the Leica films, they enhance it with computer graphics and stuff, but yeah, but yeah with Nightmare Before Christmas, like, I just love that aesthetic. There's just something that's so beautiful about it and there's so much detail packed into every single frame of this movie like even even outside of the characters just the production design and everything like i can't even imagine the hours and hours and hours (laughs) it took to not only animate these characters like they literally had to switch out their heads between shots to make their mouths move like think about how much effort it would take to make this movie yeah it's just mind-blowing and it looks gorgeous yeah this like watching this movie every single time like i i just love it so much because of how much went in to to the animation and to the music oh my god the music like i know that we've already mentioned it but i don't think that we really talked about how awesome it's so good like it's so i can't imagine the movie without the music the music is so like whenever i think about it the first thing that comes to mind usually isn't even I know, like, the big thing with this movie is the look of it, and everybody loves the, like, how it looks aesthetically. But for me, every time I think about it, like, my mind immediately goes to This is Halloween or Making Christmas or all of these great songs. I I love the music so much that that I've watched, like, the, uh, just on YouTube, so I don't think that it was the full production, but, like, the stage production of the cast singing it. So, not even watching the movie, just watching the people sing the songs. Is it the actual cast from the movie? Yeah, so, like, it's actually Danny Elfman and um, uh, Greg Proops is there as one of the the side characters. He's Mm. one... He's, I think he's one of the... I forget if he's one of the Lock, Shock, and Barrel. I think he's but Lock, Shock, or Barrel, one of those. I, I can't remember. Uh, the same guy that uh, that voiced Oogie Boogie, like he's there singing. So like the, the music is so good that I actually want to listen to the music outside of the movie. Mm. But even when there's not songs going, just the background music the entire time, I don't think there's a single scene that doesn't have music for more than about 30 seconds. No, I don't think... Sh- I'm pretty sure it's all like music throughout the whole thing yeah the uh so technically probably the weakest point is some of the characters like i i've noticed it before but rewatching it this time and like really focusing in first off jack's kind of a dick yeah when he's like oh i'm just gonna go kidnap santa claus sandy claus i think it's so funny that's (laughs) and then be like i'm gonna be a better santa just like but that's you're a little misguided, but I sort right, of get fine. why he's that way. I mean, of course, he doesn't. He's just naive, and he also is like everybody in Halloween Town props him up as like the god of Halloween, the Pumpkin King. Yeah, and so he obviously has this inflated ego, and he was like, "Okay, I want to change Halloween, so I'm going to do that." And he stumbles upon Christmas Town, which I love the look of Christmas Town. It's so, you, like you I mean love Whoville? how they. Yeah, it's who. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's exactly it. Like I love. 
that was something I did. I picked up on a like a lot this time when I watched it. I was like, oh, they totally changed the aesthetic to look just like a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. Um, and I, it looks beautiful. Because if you think of Christmas Town, what better place to think of than Whoville? Right. So first off, yeah, he's like, oh, I can be a better Santa than Santa. Secondly, um, he calls Lock, Shock, and Barrel and says, hey, go kidnap Santa Claus, but don't tell Oogie Boogie. You know, the guy that you worship. Like when, <laughs> when they're singing the Kidnap the Sandy Claus song and they have that bug and they shove the bug in the cage through that mouth that goes down the thing yeah. into Oogie Boogie's lair. You see two of them. I forget. I, I can never remember which one is which. But one of them shoves the cage down. You see the other two literally bowing as they are offering the sacrifice to Oogie Boogie. So I've never, I've never thought about it this way before. Yeah. So these three characters aren't just like some rapscallions who happen to, you know, do stuff for Oogie Boogie because it's all Halloween town and everyone loves each other. It's like, no, they worship him like a God. Of course, they're going to like bring him back. And so even during that song, it's like, oh, Jack told us to do this. And then we're going to give him to Oogie Boogie. Then we're going to get rewarded twice. Like, why, of all the people, would you get those three to do it? <laughs> I know, it's really stupid. But fine, whatever. Um, and then, when he's trying to explain to Halloween Town what Christmas is, he spends maybe maybe 30 seconds trying to convince them Christmas is awesome. He's like, fine, if they won't get it, I'll just give them what they want. Let's just make it scary. It's like, dude, <laughs> you gave up so easy. <laughs> It's so like one person asked a question like, fine, fine, forget it. We'll just, we'll just have Halloween on Christmas. Oh, wait, what, that Blink-82? What? Blink-182, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, and then when he goes back to try to save Santa, it's like, oh, yay, Jack's going to go save him from Oogie Boogie. Who, he's only there because Jack because wanted him Jack did, kidnapped yeah. in the first place. <laughs> and now I, Santa is thanking him for putting him in the... What? Well, I don't know though. I love like Santa doesn't he I guess he kind of thinks him, but at the same time he's still totally pissed at Jack and I love that he's like he thinks Sally is the only normal or like in normal the only sane person in Halloween Town because it's yeah. totally true. Well, the um so one of the extras on the uh DVD, I assume also on the Blu-ray, is the original poem that um that Tim Burton wrote narrated by Christopher Lee and animated based off of some of his uh, original drawings. Mm. That story, I think that I actually like it better, where it's just like... It's basically just the night before Christmas, but with some Halloween stuff thrown yeah. in, kind of. So, like, Santa isn't kidnapped by Oogie Boogie. He's just, like, kind of kidnapped by Jack. And then when Jack's uh, in the graveyard and all sad because, like, I thought that I was doing good. I thought that... Mm. Santa shows up, and he's just like, yeah... No, dude, like, you gotta <laughs> stick with you. This is Christmas. I'm Christmas. You're Halloween. You gotta stick with what you know. And so there was a little bit more of, like, the, yeah, you, you done screwed up big time. Like, I, I appreciate okay. that a lot more than the, I, I don't know. I have problems with the, with I get the that. Well, and then the, the thing about this movie, too, is with it being. A lot of the Disney animated movies, the earlier ones, they're all really short, and like the plot is super condensed. Like yeah. it's to the point where like it feels like everything just moves way too fast at times. Um, which I mean, I understand it, it still works well, but at the same time, you do miss out on a lot of 
things that like for with the romance between Jack and Sally, for example, doesn't make any sense. It is so forced. Yeah. Like Sally just likes Jack and Jack's just like, okay, whatever, fine. I guess I guess we can be together. Like there's it's there's no build up to that at all. I and think I there hate, probably is more that we just don't see. I guess that's the thing though. That's like that's that's the problem that I have is there it's stuff that you don't see that I you have to assume you don't see because otherwise I feel like that is totally antithetical to Sally as a character because she's such a strong like feminist kind of character in the way yeah. that she's like trying to get out of the out of bondage with her <laughs> Dr. Finkelstein guy and like I love her character so much and like she stood out to me so much on this time when I watched it and I so like at the end whenever she just falls for Jack it just kind of bugs me a little bit it doesn't feel natural yeah she's the one who tries to save Santa she's the one who tries to stop Jack with putting fog in the fountain yeah she's the hero of the story yeah she really is uh but like totally overlooked one of the things that I love slash don't love about this, uh, and I know we're talking a lot about this movie, the um, to the point of like too many things are too forced, you get all of the major character changes through song. And I get like that's part of why you have songs and musicals is because they explain what's going on. But anytime that Jack has a major, like I'm going to have a major shift in my personality, it is literally the span of a song mm. is how long it takes. So, um, you know, like he comes back to like, yes, I am the pumpkin king. And now I'm all sad because I'm the pumpkin king. What's yeah. this Christmas? Oh, what? They're, they're kissing. What's this mistletoe? Dude, how you know things that you've never seen? <laughs> what the crap, man? And come back. Just have mistletoe I've, in Halloween town. I've, I've read all the books. I know all the songs by heart. How? You have literally only been his, reading them for like a day. His montage of like his science stuff is so funny. <laughs> He's so bad at it. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's what I love about Jack though is like they totally make him like they are showing you like they don't make him heroic necessarily like they actually do show like he's kind of dumb he doesn't know what he's doing he's yeah. just well and like he knows that he made a mistake when he's like maybe I can get back in time to try to fix this <laughs> but again literally during the span of a song he's like I'm so sad because I thought people would love my Christmas but I'm the pumpkin king Aha! Just, yeah, dude come on now I think it works for the most part. It's not too big of a deal, but it, it, this is one of those things that happens after you've seen the same movie yeah, like thirty yeah. times. I think so. I totally see that. Maybe not that many, but probably a lot. Um, all right. I, what do, What do you think about this movie emotionally? I really, really like this movie. I think it is a classic. I think <clears throat> that I need to watch it more. Um, I don't know if I love it quite as much as the Hot Topic generation of people, but I do love it. Like I think it's a fantastic movie. It is one of those things where every time I watch it, I love it more, but I also notice more problems. So yeah. I have this kind of weird, like paradoxical feeling about it sometimes when I watch it. Like this time I watched it, I'm like, oh, that romance is stupid. <laughs> yep. When it's one of the main takeaways that I feel like a lot of people get like, oh, I love the Jack and Sally romance or whatever, but like it's barely even there. Yeah, it is a non-existent story. It just pops up at the end of the movie, for, really. Yeah. Hey, um, so, <laughs> so I hate that <laughs> about it, but it is a movie that I, <laughs> I like, I could put it on any time and just absolutely, I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but like I, I'm totally like, I love it. I could sit and watch it pretty much any time. I uh, I absolutely love this movie. 
that's it i absolutely love it yeah. the the animation is amazing the music is so catchy and so captivating and all the characters even though some of their stories might not be that developed like there's so much character within them like i could see yeah. this being an, an entire series and like really being invested in all of the characters um yeah like i i absolutely love this movie i don't care whether or not people from hot topic love this movie <laughs> I don't care if people think that I'm all hot topicy about it. I don't care. It's a great movie and I love it. And it's just, it's well, here's fun. the thing too, that I love most about it is it takes two of my favorite things, Halloween and Christmas and fuses them together in a way that is just so delightful. Like yeah. it is just such a fun time. Like if you were a kid at heart and you like Halloween and Christmas and you just like, just makes you happy to see all of these things. Like it's a brilliant fusion of those two holidays. Like it's interesting to see the way that they, they play on both of those in the way that I don't know, like, like kind of like how the joke with Sandy Claus, like that's just such a funny way to kind of mix Christmas and Halloween together. Well, and like little kids say Sandy Claus. Yeah, I know it's, it's like, there are just so many little things about this movie that are brilliant that like it, every time I watch it, I pick up on something new that I just love. So this will lead in perfectly to rewatchability. Um, I think this movie is like super rewatchable. Again, I've seen this movie more times than I can count every single year between Halloween and Christmas. That being said, I kind of feel like it is only rewatchable between Halloween and Christmas. Just I I've tried watching it out of those seasons and it just doesn't it doesn't do the same for me, you know? And yeah. and I think part of why is because it does such an amazing job of blending Halloween and Christmas. Like I said, it is my transition movie because it still has all of that creepy Halloween-ness going on. So like I'm still able to watch it as part of my Halloween and just like, yay, this is spooky and creepy and awesome and I love it. And it carries that high into and now Christmas. Yeah. So like it just maintains that energy and and I love it. But if I watch it not during Halloween, I don't have that same like, "Ooh, this is Halloween." It's like, no, it's not. It's like June. No, I, it's not I, the same. I think that there's, and that may be part of the reason why I feel the way I do about the movie because it is a movie that is a lot of the power of it is derived from when you watch it. Like it's like you said, like you have to kind of be already riding that high of Halloween and Christmas. Like, oh yeah, I'm super excited about this stuff. Let's get like a huge dose of both of them at once. Yeah. So yeah, I can t- totally see that. I feel like if you watch it in the summer or something, it really wouldn't have quite the same impact. It would just be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I still love the songs and the characters, and it's a beautiful movie. But at the same time, it's just not gonna. It's, it's not the same. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same at all. Well, and like even between Halloween and Christmas, I feel like if you watch it too close to Halloween, or sorry, too close to Christmas, you've lost some of that Halloween inertia. So when it yeah. starts out with "This is Halloween," it's like. No- no, it's not. That was like two months ago. Like, no. We just had Thanksgiving. Like, jeez. Yeah. Like, I. In, in fact, it almost needs to be watched between Halloween and Thanksgiving. Yeah. It. It just. And and again, I love it, and I watch this movie every single year. It is the movie that kicks off my Christmas movies. But yeah, I I don't know if I could watch it outside of. Uh, Outside of November, well, it's kind of really. funny. Like I've been going through the old like Kingdom Hearts video games, mm-hmm. not to like, and I was playing the first one over the summer, 
And when I get to Halloween Town in that movie, I'm like, oh, cool, like Halloween Town. And but then like I was playing the second one recently, like in October, and I was like, ooh, Halloween Town. Like I was so much more excited about right? playing that level in the game uh, because of the the point and time that I was playing it. Yeah, the 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 context definitely matters in terms of how much the movie is enjoyable. All right, uh, who, who do you recommend it for? I mean, anybody who's a kid at heart and who loves Halloween and Christmas, like that's pretty much. I feel like, especially with kids, like probably in like maybe like five or older, depending on the kid. I mean, if right. it's, if your if your kid is there like are really some spooky, scenes. there's there's some stuff in here that's pretty. Not necessarily violent, but I mean, there's like severed heads and it's not bloody or anything, but it does have like they they really go for it with the Halloween stuff. Yeah. Uh, and especially with Oogie Boogie and the way that he looks toward the end of the movie, like he can be pretty freaky. I also don't understand the biology of Oogie Boogie. Like, <laughs> I is, love it. Is it's he so the awesome. sack? Is he the insects inside of him? He's the insect. Is he some other ethereal thing? He's like, a l- but he eats the insects. The insects that he eats become him. So what was him before the insects in his sack? I I don't know. I just... I don't... Is that a question that needs to be answered? Though? Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, okay, I mean, that just, that's cool, whatever. Because like, if he's just this ethereal being, is he going to come back? Like, is Oogie Boogie going to take over Halloween Town? Also, he doesn't seem like he's that bad of a dude. He's terrible, but he also doesn't seem that bad. He just likes to gamble, but <laughs> yeah. he's like secluded off into this other area. The whole thing with Oogie Boogie doesn't is weird. Like, why is he inside this giant room with a giant roulette table, and why can't he get out? And why do he? Why does he have children bring him like things? And I, I don't understand any of that. But it's especially, one of those things where I it doesn't really matter. Well, especially since he's the shadow on the moon at night. It's just like oh, yeah, that's true. Like he's if he was the creature under your bed, then it makes sense for like this just kind of old sack to be filled up with bugs to then come alive and you know creep you out. But it's just no, there's a shadow. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Well, I mean, Sally is just a rag doll full of leaves. leaves. So I mean, it doesn't. It's one of those things where, like, it's just, it's pure imagination. She keeps trying to escape from the doctor because she just wants to be left alone. No, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't condone that part. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was bad. That was so bad. I don't know what you're talking about. It's horrible. Anyway. She's just into Jack for his bones. I do. Well, this is taking a turn. I didn't. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know we were going to go there. (laughs) After two months podcasting with me, you didn't expect me to have a pun and a bone joke right next to each other? Yeah, you're right. I should have have seen this coming. Anywho, kids (laughs) who definitely should not be listening to this podcast are the ones who should totally watch. I mean, I feel like pretty much anybody, if you're a kid at heart like us, then yeah, you'll have a good time with the movie. But I especially think that it's a movie that you should see first as a kid because that's when you really can like absorb the magic of the movie I think. For me like when I watch it I watch it from a more analytical perspective because I saw it as an adult. Like there's not a whole lot of that nostalgia factor. Yeah. For me, but I feel like it it definitely would benefit from that if you saw it as a kid and especially if you're a kid who's like into horror and loves Christmas because every, I mean every kid loves Christmas, but most kids. No. Well, I mean every Christian 
kid, I guess. Unless you just don't celebrate. Whatever. Phoebe Every Kate, kid who loves... Phoebe Cates doesn't love Christmas. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. But that's kind of a... For like the worst reason ever. <laughs> we need to that's talk a, about Gremlins. That's a review for another time. <laughs> Agreed. Anyway. Uh, I, I recommend it for anyone who likes creepy and fun. So, like, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, because that's too new Burton. Um, but Willy Wonka, or James and the Giant Peach, or uh, the Phantom Tollbooth, or just anything that is kid, but spooky, but fun, like and Roald lighthearted. Dahl. Yeah. If you like anything that Roald Dahl has done. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like that's uh, right up your alley. Yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good, good one. Yeah. That's what I recommend it for. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this just got very buttoned up in here. Like, mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's a words and podcast and thing. Um, all right. I, I think that we're out of words on nightmare. Be- the nightmare before Christmas. Nightmare before Christmas. The nightmare before Xmas. <laughs> So, uh, next up, we're going. We're we're actually leeching an idea off of Central Cinema because it's an amazing idea. Where uh, th- uh, all month of November, they're doing Noir Vember. Noir Vember, yes, I'm so excited about this because I love film so noir. Great. And <laughs> but I like thinking about it after like seeing them do this Noir Vember stuff. I was like, man, I love film noir. Holy crap, there are a lot of film noir movies I haven't seen. Uh huh. Like, I feel like most of my love of film noir comes from novels. Um, and it's mostly neo-noir, I think. So, like, I really want to go in and, like, dive into a lot of old noir movies. Yeah. And I, we're not going to get into all of them. Um, but we are going to um, kind of... We're, we're going to be building off of Central Cinema doing Noir Vember. And next episode, I don't know when this episode's going to be. I almost said tomorrow, but that's not right. <laughs> no. Next week is when I plan on having it come out. Um we're we're going to do a review of Touch of Evil, so that'll be fun. I can't wait. I've been wanting to watch this movie for a long time, and when I saw that they have it on Netflix, which they have it on Netflix, if you want to watch it now, or you can go to Central Cinema and watch it next week sometime. I don't they know when. Yeah, they haven't released the schedule they with the schedule when that episode. Up, so they said it's episode. coming soon. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm totally talking. Over it's you. okay. I'm just gonna this wait for you podcast. to say things. <laughs> Okay, and so. then I'm gonna talk over time. <laughs> there was like a little, there was like a Sergio Leone standoff here going on for a second in that in that pause. So, uh, yeah, it is available on Netflix, but Central Cinema is going to be playing it, and you should go there and and watch it. Hopefully, we have the episode out before it's screening, so that we can say go to Central Cinema because th- there's just something about seeing a movie in a theater. You know, like I, I was thinking about that with a lot of the movies that they're going to be playing. You probably can find somewhere else, whether it's streaming or just like someone who owns it or go and buy it yourself. But it it loses something like being able to watch a movie in a theater with fellow film fans. There's too many F words, <laughs> <laughs> but like being there with other people who appreciate cinema and like engage in that um, in that environment, it changes it changes the experience. Just sitting at home no, watching think, it, it's well, not the same. And I think especially, too, with classic films. 
with yeah. like old Hollywood films. Like those movies were made to be projected on a big screen. There is something about them like they. I feel like they do lose something when you watch them on the small screen because I mean, when these movies were made, there was no such thing as a small screen. Like, yeah. You had to go to the theater to watch them. So like, I think that I mean that's the way that they were intended to be watched. Yeah. So like, I love that we have a theater close by that is actually doing this and actually showing these classic movies because that's something that you don't get to do very often. Like, or you have to wait. Like, if you want to see a specific movie in the theater, like you just you're out of luck unless it's like the 50th anniversary or something and they do like, or like a, a fathom, fathom event. event. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean like if you have a chance to go watch this movie, these movies in a theater, totally do it. Yeah. And if you do watch a movie in a theater, respect cinema, don't talk. And like, if you are going to talk to the person next to you, like if something needs to be said, whisper, don't do the thing that so many people do where they think they're whispering, but they're really just talking like this where like it, it, it is totally not a whisper. It's like, no, if you're in a theater, you have to whisper. Yeah. And be like really quiet and stop checking your phones and just respect cinema. Yeah. Seriously. You're watching a movie, like put your phone down. Yeah. No one is. Th- okay. No, there probably are people that important. <laughs> probably <laughs> there, but there are many people who are important enough but yeah don't be on facebook just just don't enjoy the movie take exactly. it all in exactly so yeah next episode's going to be touch of evil for uh, noir vember and then then we've got some other episodes lined up um it, even though it's two months out two months out month and a half we're we're gonna be doing a special Christmas episode. Yes, it's gonna be our inaugural Christmas, as as we're taking to calling it a spect adequate, <laughs> rather than a spectacular. It it's gonna be the inaugural gargoyle Christmas spect spect adequate. You almost hard to you say. Screwed it up. <laughs> Whatever you said, it. I was like, oh man, I love it. And then I like like after I read it, I was like. Spect adequate. Okay. It works. It took me a second where I'm just like, is that even going to be like, is it going to roll off the tongue well? Well, it's one of those things where like there's a pause as you're saying it because you like people expect the Christmas spectacular. It's the Christmas spect adequate. Spect adequate. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's the Christmas spect adequate. Yeah. You know, it's it's not going to be spectacular. It is. It is going to be at best spect adequate. We are going to put the minimum amount of effort required to make this work. <laughs> and if you've ever listened to this podcast, you probably knew that ahead of time. <laughs> really, I'm just going to find like some small children to play Jingle Bells over and over and over and over again. That's that's going to be it. And then unleash the gremlins. Yes. Actually, one of the things that I wanted to do, this episode is terrible. Um, I, I want to do 24 hours of us reviewing... A Christmas story. Oh man, that would be a that would be awesome and terrible. But we would have awesome. to time it to where like we know where the commercials are because you know TBS does the twenty four yeah. hours of Christmas uh, Christmas story. So awesome. I want to do that. I want to record us watching it the entire way through, including commercials, so that someone could push play on the podcast and, and listen to, to twenty four hours. <laughs> nobody would listen to this but i still want to do it like that's so awesome maybe maybe we can record it like during the first one and then just get it out as soon as possible (laughs) (laughs) so you'll have like 20 hours of would be so awesome yeah we're not going to do that this year 
All right. We're rambling on far too long. Go watch movies. Enjoy November. We should probably say where to find us on social media. Yep. That's where. Done. <laughs> Eric, where can people find you? On social media. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> at the Chimerican. On Instagram, <laughs> at Chimerican Reviews. On my personal Twitter account, at Eric J.A.Y. Harris. And on Letterboxd, at Eric J.A.Y. And you can follow me on Facebook and on Instagram at The Gargoyle Podcast, on Twitter at Gargoyle Podcast, and on Letterboxd at The Gargoyle. And uh, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Anchor.fm. Even though we're done with our Halloween coverage, we're still going to be talking about horror movies because, of course, we are. But not exclusively. We'll talk about other things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like next week. We like movies that are not horror. Yeah. It's just horror's a lot of fun. It is. Of course... The episode after next is going to be another horror movie. And then <laughs> we'll have another episode. No, we'll have two episodes that aren't horror. And then another horror episode. Yep. So we've we've got like three or four more horror episodes <laughs> between now and the New Year's because we love horror movies. Christmas is the best time to watch horror movies. Yeah, huh? We'll we'll get into that with the Christmas traditions. But uh but yeah. For now, that's been it for this episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. The Gargoyle. And I'm Eric, a.k.a. The Chimerican. And remember, kids, watch out for Oogie Boogie and his bugless, buggy pant things. (laughs) 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 You know, at first I was like, I was like, lame, lame outro. And then... Oh, God. I really hope everyone else is laughing along with us. (laughs) They've turned us off so long ago. (laughs) We're just amusing ourselves. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah, seriously. Go watch Nightmare Before... The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's great. Amazing music. Watch it with your kids. It'll creep them out a little bit. But uh, they deserve it. Yeah. It's good to be creeped out. Exactly. They even say it in the movie. Yeah. Life's no fun without a good scare. All right. Bye. Bye now. <laughs> so bad. <laughs>